for all of the world to see that I am yours. Your love, your love changes everything. Your love has rescued me. Now I am yours. Sing that again. Sing hope. Your hope, hope is alive in me for all of the world to see that I am yours. Your love, love changes everything. Your love has rescued me. Now I am yours. You took hold. You took hold.
We are dancing, we are singing, we are coming alive. We are dancing, we are shouting, you set our hearts on fire. We are dancing, we are singing, we are coming alive. We are dancing, we are shouting, you set our hearts on fire.
baptized me in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you did. Holy Ghost. How's everybody? <laughs> Y'all are, are determined to get me stirred up, aren't you? Stir him up, Holy Ghost, stir him up. You know, uh, let me, uh, somebody said they got a testimony. No, that's your deal. Come write it down. Write it down. He said write it down. Okay. <clears throat> How y'all, good? Round. 75 million. Here we go. Shakaba. Y'all, uh, I'm very pleased to uh, announce to you that I'm eighth generation preacher. And uh, in our family, uh, everybody preaches. Um, you zigging and I'm zagging, eh? And uh, uh, I was determined not to be that person, but God was determined that I was going to be that person. So, of course, he won, of course. <laughs> you know, I was in, um, I was in um, Fort Worth a few weeks ago in a Hispanic church. I'm fluent in Spanish, so it went well. Vamos a ver cómo sale, güey. And, and uh, I didn't know it. I, I, I don't, I find out about these miracles. I'm the last one usually. Because I don't hunt them, they hunt me. So I honestly don't need uh, I don't know why, but I don't need uh, to have my ego stroked that I'm on the right trail. I know I'm on the right trail. Jesus is king. And so the trail is clear. Now, sometimes it gets foggy and bumpy and everything else happens and rocks and sharks. and But we usually end up all right. You might get a new scratch or something, but you're all right. Yeah. 
And his pastor, he's a good friend of mine. He's Pastor Orlando. You know, we're working it out. Diamonds fall. He likes me to come because every time I come, they, they, they vacuum up these diamonds and have to sift through the stuff to get them. And we got some big ones last time. And that was nice, several. And so, but I didn't know that because he was a large fellow. You know, I, I don't esteem or demean. I don't, I just don't do that. I, I do Jesus. Uh, I mean, if you want to be uh, overweight or skinny, you know, that's your deal. <laughs> I don't care one way or another. There's prices for all of it. You're too skinny, you're going to get diseases. You're too overweight, you get diseases. So I figured I'd run down the middle. <laughs> Do you know what happened to this fellow? Uh, I got in there and we man, the Holy Ghost failed and it was a good thing. And uh, uh, <clears throat> and uh, wow, it was bouncy and fun and all of that. I left. That's what I do. I leave. I'm leaving that service and I'm going somewhere else. But I was back over there a few days ago. He said, you don't know, do you? I said, don't know. He said, I was having trouble with the weight thing when you was here before. I don't know, he was large, it was large, yeah. And he says to me, you prayed for me because I asked you to. And uh, they escaped those things. And I woke up in the morning 20 pounds lighter. The second morning, 20 more pounds lighter. Are you listening? That's, that is not healthy. To lose that fast. And he lost, I don't know, it was an enormous amount of weight. <clears throat> and boy, he was hugging and kissing me. Because I didn't even recognize him, to tell you the truth. And, uh, so I want you to know there's all kinds of miracles for you. <clears throat> uh, a lady with, uh, in Plano, that's about 45 miles from Fort Worth, about 30 miles north of Dallas, 25 maybe. Maybe it's just closer, maybe 18 north of Dallas. And, and uh, she come in there and she, her arm is shriveled. Hey, rheumatoid arthritis. She got these knots and things on her. And she come up there to me and she's got a hold of me and she's wanting healed and she's wanting all this stuff. Because her life is miserable. She can't hardly work. And the people are very gracious. They're, they're Holy Ghost people where she works. So she. Uh... <laughs> oh, I got it. Yes. I'll put it on my head. <laughs> and, uh... But she got, she got blasted by the Holy Ghost. But she didn't get healed. But in my world. 
You need to wait a minute. We want miracles, but the majority of the time it's healing that happens. And 72 hours later, she's sitting at work, arm shriveled, right arm, Plano, Texas. It's where Fritos come from, and I'm glad for that. <laughs> Thank you, God. And they are more fresh there. That's why I thank God I get to preach in Hersey, Pennsylvania. Because that's where they make chocolate. You're sitting there preaching. I'm preaching Middletown, and it, it smells like a chocolate bar in the church. I can't wait. We're on our way. I can't wait to get back up there just to breathe in calories. <laughs> And the boss comes in and <clears throat> asks her how the meetings went, and she's telling him all this stuff and explaining, yay. And, and he accidentally, of course, God does things. I'm sure it was angels there thumping it out of his hand, <clears throat> but his coffee cup with that boiling hot coffee fell out of his hand. Now what? She's the one with the withered rheumatoid arthritis lumpy hand. And instinctively she just now this has been this way for years and she goes Phew, and caught it <laughs> man, man and she's healed it's gone out of her body over a cup of coffee can you believe it it ain't work oh it is too worth <laughs> These are fun things. What? What? God is fun. Yes. Holy Ghost. All right, y'all in Hebrews 11 yet? I am. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. First three words. Now. 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 Every second of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, it never changes. Now. We're the ones that manipulate it. And we need to let it manipulate us. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. And I'm a believer. I'm what a believer looks like. Now faith is. Holy Ghost. 
Feel this awkward, uncomfortable, come on with it, come on. No, no, this is my world. I like that part. It's so much fun. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. be calm with the Holy Ghost. See, y'all's questions, y'all ask the wrong questions. Your question to me ought to be, not how did we get the miracles flowing, but how are we sustaining them? Because most revivals and moves of God are spurts or flashes. But you see, when I went to the mission field, I didn't know any of that stuff. I didn't know I was not supposed to be able to do these things. I hadn't gone to school long enough to be told not to do it. I haven't been given a yell butter or what if. My daddy told me the only way you're going to make it is on your knees worshiping God. And I believed him. So we went after it. Mrs. Hogan and I decided Jesus was king and we we're going to live with that. Now it's 40 years, 40 something years down the trail. Right, right on 40. <clears throat> and in the beginning, we had this creation surge. Uh, about five years into the thing in Mexico, uh, I started seeing creation miracles. I didn't know such thing existed. I just went to church one day and there's this leper there with no hands, no, no feet was rotted off, hands and ears and nose. Prayed for him, went back and he had new, new, new appendages. He was healed. It scared the fire out of me. I got down on my hands and knees and got a hold of his toes and bit him. I mean, it was real. That stuff was real. And then it started flowing. And a guy in a, I believe this is the one just about the thorn, wasn't that the one you said yesterday? This guy uh, was saving someone. I, I preach that we're all heroes. Uh, we come from slavery to being a hero. All of us do. 100% of humanity is in slavery. God delivers us from slavery, from Egypt. I will not go back and eat cabbage soup. I'm not. <laughs> and so uh, 
this fellow, there was a flood, a hurricane. You see how nice and calm I am? I'm, I'm waiting on the storm. It's coming. I can see it. It's coming. <laughs> the storm's coming. You better run. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Fire storm. And uh, he went. They, they, his family, he's a, a middle-aged fellow, so he took his family, kids, and they go to higher ground. These arroyos. Uh, Y'all understand arroyos? No. Uh, arroyos. Creeks. Gullies. Hollers. Got it now? Y'all need to learn language. And uh, he goes down, back down to the village in that creek. They all live by water. And uh, the thing's flooded. And he, uh, the, the wife had asked him about our, the neighbor, which is this widow lady. And he goes back to save her, finds her up in the rafters, up in the bamboo rafters. And the water's right up in there with her. And he got, took her out of there. He saved her life. That's what we do. We're heroes. But he's got her, and he's in this deep water, and he gets her out, and he's walking through the water. And what, what you don't know about the jungle is that everything out there will kill you. Everything, it's a dangerous place. Everything has poison in it. And he's walking along, and he puts one of these bull thorns. It looks like a brammer bull, uh, but they're big old usually three-inch things, very hard, poisonous, went right through his foot. And because he's in wash water from the mountain, all the garbage is in there with him, sewage, everything's in there. In the morning, he's got gangrene. How many times you done that? Obeyed God. Ain't got gangrene somehow. <laughs> Whether it's with your money or your family or your friends. or It just seems like that happens more than not. The more you help, the more hell uh, lights gangrene up in your world. And so you learn not to help. But faith hears God, not gangrene. I didn't know I was saving my world. He was saving his world. This storm was horrendous. Ends up, they brought him to the doctor to try to get that fixed, and they cut his foot off. Uh, the, uh, a few days later, there's a knock on my gate. I go to see who it is, and it's his pastor's wife by herself, and that's rare. What do you want? She said, I want you. Now, you can't have me by yourself. That ain't going to happen. She said, can I come in? I have these dogs that won't let anybody in. You that think y'all have faith, come visit me and we'll see. <laughs> these Catahoula Pit Cross don't play. They take care of her. And they better or they'll lose their job. 
they will be replaced. <laughs> so, I'll bring her in. Miss Hogan sits her down, get her some coffee and bread. This is how you do in my world. She says, can you go to my house right now? I said, uh, you understand how unusual? She said, I need you now. I said, done. So we got ready. We go out there. I was surprised as you would have been to see a man sitting there without no foot. Chopped off, whack. It's quite a story, but we got the foot back. Creation. I'm here to talk to you about a God that never stopped creating. You need new eyes. You need new teeth. You need new bones. Uh, some of you ladies uh, in your childbearing years, you develop osteoporosis. You need bones. You need joints. You need organs. We're here with them, me and the team. two or three. I don't get to see them, but other people see them around me. They're here. I can feel those guys. They are big boys. The, the thing that got me going on this miracle was not me. It was the wife. She said, there's no income for us without him. In our world, that is how it is. And so she, she said, I, he needs a foot. Now give him one. <laughs> now you can, you, can, you can say those are the wrong reasons. You, you know, all this stuff, y'all live in this cultured society of options. Where we live, there is no such world. It's cruel and unforgiving. And it reigns supreme until Jesus puts his foot down in our world. And I looked at her. Uh, I must have left my extra foot at the house. <laughs> I, I, that was absolutely, I am. I do have a degree here and there and a few things. So you asking me for an extra foot is absurd. Even though now I'm seeing these creation miracles, still it hadn't registered to me that God is way ahead of us. We're catching up all the time. That's all we're ever doing. And uh, she says to me, you lay your hands on that man and you give me my foot. And I mean, I, I would have thumped her right in the mouth. Uh, I have a say in this. And I said to her, you really believe you can talk to me like that? She said, absolutely. I need a foot. I'll worry with your feelings later. 
She said, I'll make you some food and everything will work out. I said, right, right, there's a deal. You give me some food and I'll give you your foot. See, y'all, you see how my world goes? And it's always fun. Why not? Why do you want to be such a mischief, old, mean, mature Christian? Praise the Lord. If maturity is what you have, I don't want it. I want joy. I want happy. I want blessed. I want prosperity. I want goodness of God and mercy of God and grace of God. It's mine. Why can't I have it? Leave me alone. So we laid our hands on, on him and we went back and I organized. I went and got me some elders. I said, dude, what do y'all got me into over here? They said, we told her to go to you. <laughs> I said, thank you. So we started praying for him. What it ended up being was one or two men, three women uh, go by every day, three, four hours, and thank God for the foot. And it's a long process in this, but it was a month-long thing. By the time I got my, my, third, my, my third turn there, uh, there was no man in the bed no more. And what did your mind tell you? He died. That's what your mind says. And it's almost 100% that's how it goes. You don't think positive first. There are very few people do. Very rare. First thought hits your brain is usually negative. That's what I'm working on. That's what we're working on here. Getting the God point of view of things. Positive, awesome, blessed, healed, delivered. Shut the bar. And she comes in with this fancy meal. I mean, this thing's torturous it's so much. And we all said, my, me and the team was with me, we're there to pray, we're not there to eat. We've been fasting, you know. <laughs> and she says, you gotta eat. I said, okay. <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> of course, y'all don't think like that. Y'all are more spiritual than me. <laughs> And, and so I ate all I could, and I finally said, that's it. She says, are you sure there's nothing else I can do for you? I said, yeah, you can quit bringing food. I cannot do this. And then the husband walks in on his new foot. Yeah. I just was astounded. I fell out of the chair, and I crawled on the floor. It's a dirt floor. They don't have carpet. And I got a hold of that foot that wasn't there that's there now. And I'm just observing it, and he's just holding it up for me. And I'm just, you know, I'm smelling it. I'm, uh, you know, it, it's there. And it is really real. It's warm, it's a new foot, it's brand new. They just made it. Yeah. 
creation. And then, uh, I, I really don't have it sorted out exactly why, but there was a season there was lull in uh, creation miracles. The, the dead raisins and other miracles kept going. But you wonder where that thing went sometimes. I did. It was like a 10-year session. It was gone. Well, it's back. Uh, we are overrun right now with creation things. And uh, I did my token up there for you, so now I can stay down here. <laughs> When is faith? Now. When there is no foot? Now. When there is a foot? Now. That's right. So we did the now faith thing. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Psalms. Now I've been, there's been like three things trying to get out. There's these three words, right? Uh, since I woke up this morning, and uh, I'm just going to say, hopefully I'm right. We'll see. You have to make decisions, and now's the time, so we'll do it. Psalms 34. What are the first phrase in that say? What's the first phrase? Psalms 34, verse 1, first phrase. Say it again. Now mean it as you say it. You know, that's when the lack of faith seems prevalent and when the abundance of faith is prevalent. And that's in all the arenas, whether it's finances, uh, marriages, kids, grandkids, uh, work-related, uh, all the things of health that's involved. Now faith is, and so is praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. See, if you're not annoying everybody in your proximity 100% of the time, you are not in the right vein to walk in faith. His praise shall continually, not opportunely, not when I'm amongst believers, mainly when you're not amongst believers. There was a lady. We just had a miracle happen a couple of weeks ago, that I, uh, 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 a completion of a miracle. Uh, I don't know how y'all say things in it. Well, I don't really care either. So. Now, there's a couple of miracles I'm trying to talk about, but I'm not going to take all your day. All right. This lady, there's a bug. There's bugs everywhere. There is no place 
I don't care how much Clorox and Purex you use, all you're doing is killing me. You're not killing all the bugs. Lighten up on some of that stuff, some of y'all. My God, you're afraid of your own shadow. And it's annoying to everyone else. It's better to be annoyed at you because you're a worshiper than annoyed at you because you have a Clorox bottle in your hand. Two options, I choose praise. <laughs> this, uh, this lady uh, in Puebla, Mexico, uh, it's a state in Mexico, uh, there are these spores of this, these demons that are in the air and they get on your skin and they bore in. Most of the time, the agents in the body address these things and kill them and they never affect you. But there's occasions when one gets through. This one got through on her thigh. You can't see them. You have to have these high-powered things to see them. They're so tiny, but the damage they do is immense. They bore into you and you can't feel it. It goes through your muscle. Attaches to the bone and then starts eating. Uh, it's incurable where we live. Um, now, y'all that learn how to put up with these incurable demons, you learn to tolerate them. You call it a miracle in progress. There's lots of terms you use to try to make yourself feel good about the compromise that's in your life. These things are evil. All of them. And we all face them. And I'm not here, it sounds like it, I'm not belittling you. I'm instructing you and showing you a doorway out. But you have to get past defending yourself. It won't work with me. There is no defense for faith. Faith wins every time. But we learn, we spend money. You, you'll sit there and say you don't have any money until one of you get an incurable. You'll sell everything you own for that one person. You'll drive everyone insane with it. What you should be driving insane are the angels in the presence of God and the kingdom of God. You should be that one by force that's beating the doors off of the kingdom of God until heaven, God himself walks over what do you want? Thank you. And uh, I'm going to do my best to help you as much as I can, but it's not, it's not gifts you need. You need Jesus. 
you are used to embellishing and receiving and gifts, gifted people. That is not your answer. Neither you, you yourself getting your hands on a gift. That is not your answer. Your answer is Jesus. Jesus is king. And he uses, you know, I know he uses a myriad of things to help us and to, to cause us to be drawn to him. And you know that, I understand that, but it, we've made it into a business. Billions of dollars. That's evil. I see it as easy, yeah, easy to dupe and manipulate. But it's illegal for me to do it. It's right for me to look you in the face and tell you there's help. And it's not me. It's Jesus. But I know where he's at. I can't take it to him. He's my friend. Chiktania. And so, okay. <laughs> the moment's getting me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. <laughs> and so, uh, this lady, uh, 30 years, open wound, incurable. Every witch doctor in our part of the world has tried to heal that lady. Every hospital, every known new medicine, every herb, everything that there is that God, of course, speaks to y'all to go and use. Praise the Lord. And it does not work. If you did real math and real percentages, it's really in the single digits. So I need you to believe Jesus. I need that from you. We're fixing to hit the faith meter. So after all the family is completely annoyed, all the family has no more things to sell, then they came to Jesus. That sound familiar? You who believe in insurance instead of Jesus? <clears throat> Feel the pressure mounting? I do my best to kill as many sacred cows as possible in the time allotted. I at least give him a good whack. <laughs> Holy. Holy. So when she came to us, I heard about it. I was pleased because <clears throat> this jungle rot thing, we're 100%. Do you know what that means? Excuse me. 
That means everybody we pray for with the disease gets healed. You need a few of those in your life. Makes you feel like God's around. You ain't never heard anybody make these kind of statements. That's too bad. But you know lots of other stuff. Except how to raise the dead. And you are cute, aren't you? Smell good and really pretty. I'm after you, aren't I? And the ones of you that are legal, I'm going to get you. Other ones, I can't live without you. I have thus far. Isn't that true? Say, yeah, that's true. So we send these cloths, we pray, we start working on the thing the way we do, which is through the name of Jesus. And then when it does not get healed, it is an irritating event. I don't like that. I, I, I'm used to maybe a couple of months. When we get given these powers to override these demons, these diseases, and we get them subdued, where we pray for everybody. I mean, some of them are cantankerous and obstinate, and they may take two or three months, but you just pull the pressure on, and eventually they relent. But this one didn't. Year 31, the family sees we're lying to them. They don't have anything. They've already sold it all and put it into other management ideas. So what do they think we're after? They're unbelievers. Year two, still no miracle, but we're still per persistent. I'm irritated. You have no idea. I don't like this. I don't like demons thinking they have this right. They do not have this right. Regardless of anybody's teaching or awesomeness, they do not have the right. Regardless of your great-grandpa or Grandma or mom or dad, I apologize about, I do honestly don't like it, but it, it doesn't change who Jesus is. Yes. I do feel it emotionally, I honestly do, but I'm sorry to you, I'm not bowing to that. Jesus is king. I bow to one source, his name is Jesus. I'll do my best to respect and not be intrusive, but I am going with Jesus. Now, I was on this trip right here. My phone rings. You can ask them how much it rings all the time. It's, it's half and half bad and half and half good. And they call me, they say, oh, Brother David, sit down. I'm sitting down, I'm driving. That's all I ever do. <laughs> you know the lady in Puebla? I said, I do. Y'all ready? You think you're ready? 
We don't know what the change was. We don't because the, 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 the endeavor, the management, the approach, the, the method, the idea of what we do is exactly the same now as it was when we started. But for some reason, Jesus walked into her room about four weeks ago, lit the place up and the the family wake up and go charging in there, unbelievers, and they find Jesus standing there. Oh glowing. <laughs> if you have to wake up at night, that's the option. In front of all these unbelievers, he didn't say anything. He just reached over and touched the inside of that wound. 32 year open sore. And it went, he's gone. Three seconds. Gotcha. You unbelievers, that was for you. I haven't even been there to see her yet. I cannot wait to get the details of what. I'm going to ask her 50 questions on Because my thing is not, I'm happy she's healed. Bless, praise the Lord. My thing is, you saw Jesus. What did he look like? What did he have to say? How was he dressed? I want to know. It's important to me. That's pretty awesome. Side note, the entire family got born again. That's how you start churches. It's easy. I don't see the difficulty. <laughs> All you need is Jesus walk through the room. Glowing like a light bulb. Changes everybody in the room. <laughs> Y'all at Psalms 34 yet? Verse um, 2. My life makes its boast. You hear me boasting? But where is it boasting? It's in the Lord. My boast is in Jesus. It's Jesus doing this. We get a certain amount of credit for it just because we did fasting and prayer or we were in the proximity or whatever. We're managing people and so we get, wow, you're awesome. And I look at them and go, no, I'm not. I'm just like you. I'm an absolute stick in the dadgummit mud. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Jesus is the awesome one. And he said, if I be lifted up, I get everybody. <laughs> so what do you do? You lift up Jesus. 
Jesus. My life makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble and afflicted hear and be glad. That's who's in this room. You may be wealthy, you may be poor, but all of us are humble and afflicted. We need Jesus. Our need for the mercy of God, the grace of God, the presence of God, the glory of God is immense. Everybody in this room would rate in the high percentage of needing Jesus. And I'm the most needy here. It's true. So I asked you in verse 3, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let us exalt him. Verse 4, i got to make a little headway because time's running out. And I want to tell you one more miracle, so I'll see if I can. I sought, inquired of the Lord. People ask me a regular question, not the most asked question, but a regular question. How much do y'all fast and pray? Fasting for me is more than six months a year. Ask them, since I've been here, I won't eat. And uh, they got this awesome food for me. And my hosts go out of their way to make food. And, and I take a chance on offending by seeking the Lord Holy Ghost while he may be found. I sought, inquired of the Lord, and required him of necessity and on the authority of his word. Every day of my life, it's hours upon hours of praying in tongues. Every day. Doesn't matter the subject of what I'm doing or whether I'm building a building or raising the dead. It's all the same. Seek the Lord, Holy Ghost. I have no other interests. I do a lots of things. I enjoy fishing. I don't get too much, but I like it. I like to hunt. Don't get too once, twice a year, if that much. I have interests. Miss Hogan is my main interest. <laughs> and look at the next phrase. He heard me do you understand I believe that God's listening to me? Why do you think I act like I do? Because I'm right. God is with us. I was in Zambia a few months ago. And they brought me way out, man. I was I'm hours out in the bush. They wouldn't let us... I had a tent, so I'm in, the, in on the dirt in the pastor's front yard. And uh, they wouldn't let us sleep anywhere else because it's too dangerous. Every reason you can think of is right. And 
They said, we're going to have service at 7 o'clock. So we was all ready. We went there and 8, 9. Finally, I see coming through the darkness, these little bitty flickers of light and ended up being several thousand people show up. I started smelling death from leprosy and fevers and AIDS and and we were showing the movie about Jesus. So they stopped it and I get up there and they wanted me to talk and I don't see why they need me to talk. I mean them people speaking their language on that thing. But I did my job anyway. The movie never started back up. The power of God failed. Listen to me. If you could see leprosy in live portions and AIDS at its peak performance in the human body, it's hid from you. It's rare you get to see these events. You were manipulated and controlled to be calm. But it's not that way everywhere. I started praying for these people. I mean, these lepers was holding on to me like you see other people in here do. And I let them. First thing hits your mind is I'm going to give you that. That's the demon talking. The second thing to hit my mind is you're afraid. That's why you're trying to put fear in my heart. The third thing is thank you, Jesus, for healing them. I sit there at 2 in the morning praying for these people. And then at daylight or a little before, there's somebody tapping on my tent. I thought it was a monkey. Because them monkeys are mean, doggone it. They ain't friendly. And, uh, you know, I cracked it just a little. And there's a man standing out there. Thank you, God. It wasn't a monkey. They, you can do it, boy, they'll come in there and get all your stuff and run. If they don't beat you and eat you at the same time, they're mean, I'm telling you. And so uh, y'all got all this cutie stuff. You're wrong. Nothing is cute. It will hurt you. All of it. All of it. Y'all are... You need the bush. You need about three months, nobody helping you in the bush. And if you make it, then you'll understand what I'm saying. If you don't admit, something ate you. And you're helping the environment. Thank you. So let's move on before I get bright about that. <laughs> and I said, what do you want? Excuse me, we got in the bed at 2.30 and uh, it's early. The king needs you. <sighs> okay. That's your answer to a king. It's okay. And it doesn't matter how you feel about it. So we put ourselves together and went and it's this pompous event and I go in there He's a Muslim guy. 
And he says, which one of you are David? And I go, they are. <laughs> he says, I thought it was you. <laughs> yes, sir. What do you need with me? He said, come close to me. So I do. You do what a king says. It doesn't matter what you believe. I know you think you have rights, but you do sitting in that chair you're in, and you leave that, and you lost them. He said, you need to tell me what you did to my people last night. I said, I want to deny that I did anything. He said, oh, no, you, you can't do that. I know your name. You're not leaving here. Do you tell me? I said, really, who did it? His name is Jesus. He said, is he here? I said, he is. Which one of them is Jesus? I said, he is the son of the living God. You can't see him, but he's standing here beside me. He said, can you get him to talk to me? I said, I can. Jesus, talk to him, please. Don't you, you got to understand how awesome, my world is awesome. I am sharp and I like having fun. And these kings and all this stuff and all this political stuff, I'm not interested. At all. Oh, if he's sick, I'm interested. If he wants to get born again, I'm in. He says, you wrecked my world. I said, it was on purpose. <laughs> we brought the anointing of the gospel in here because God wants your kingdom, your dominion, your world, your who you are. God wants to possess it. He said, this is how it's going to go. I need you to come back. I said, I will. When? I gave him a date. And I'm on target so far. I said, why do you want me? He said, because all, now this is Malawi, you heard it last night. This is Zambia. Zambia is a Christian nation. But not all of Zambia is saved. He said, when you come back, I will have you a building in every village. I said, I will take it. Uh, are you listening to me at all? Do you understand how extraordinary what I'm saying to you is? You need to wake up. God is turning the world on fire. And you're sitting debating on whether a demon's in you, on you, or around you. I don't understand that, do I? He's a devil and he needs to leave. His proximity is irrelevant. All right, I'll leave that and move on. Y'all are not interested. So, I sought the Lord, verse 4. And he heard me. Thank you for hearing us, God. And he delivered us from all the fear. They looked to him and were radiant. Do you see how I am, my, my disposition, how I am radiant? It just flows off of me in all directions. 
It's Jesus doing that. I receive God in me so my face will be radiant. Are y'all hearing? Say, I want that. Say, I want that. I want that today. Look at verse 5, the second phrase. Their faces shall never want. Look what it says in Amplified. Are you serious? <laughs> Ms. Hogan, take care of that for me. Chunk up the Amplified for me. There's a couple of words right at the end of this verse I want to hit, please. Can we do this? I'm walking back here. <laughs> can we do it? Of course we can. But I like the King James better. I don't. <laughs> Holy Ghost. There's two words here that I want you to see in print. Who you are never supposed to be. You're supposed to be radiant. You're supposed to be full of the Holy Ghost at all times. You're supposed to be the one the king calls. You're supposed to be recognizable in the litter. Their faces shall never blush for shame or be confused. Say shame, shame. Out, of my house. out of my house, confusion, confusion. leave me, leave me. Radiance, of radiance of God, come to me, come to me. In, Jesus in Jesus' name. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him, verse 6, and saved him out of what? Say thank you, Lord. For the, For the radiance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The confusion and shame are gone. The confusion and shame are gone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That I am saved, I am saved from, all from all trouble. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Now we get verse 7. After our faces are radiant and confusion and shame is gone. Then... We get the angel of the Lord to camp around about us. Put them to work. Make them afraid. Make them check in with God. Are we supposed to do this really? <laughs> Make God tell them, yes. That's one of my sons you're protecting. Make it so. This is who you are. The radiant ones. The stable ones. The courageous, the valiant. You remember, I don't remember which one of those famous guys it was, but he said, I killed those 32 fellas and they all look like king's sons, like you. I believe it was Gideon. 
All of us are supposed to be that radiant son of a king. Exhibiting the powers of God under any circumstance. Shakataba. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear the Lord. Say, that's me. That's me. I fear the Holy One of Israel. Jesus is my king. Jesus is my king. Holy, Holy is the Lord my God. Worthy is the Lord my God. Shakatanda ba ba ba. Those who fear and revere and worship with awe. I stand in awe of you, God, healing the lady with the jungle rod and closing that wound that's not possible i stand at all of healing the lady with the shriveled rheumatoid arthritis i stand at all peeling the weight off of that fat joker thank you god for mercy we are humans and we call on you in our frailty and immaturity. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You are holy. You are holy. Thank you. Holy one. And each of them he delivers. I don't care what hell has in your sight. It's a lie. The answer from God is yes and amen. amen. And that I can say, thus saith the Holy One. have this friend named Jeff Jensen. He's pretty good. He's, he's, he, he loves me. And I love him back. He says to me, he just shakes his head. You frighten me, David. You, you got a breaker spirit about you I've never seen and you like it. He and I started hanging out together. Now he's raised seven people from the dead. <laughs> it's catching. <laughs> this thing I got, this radiance, gets on you. It's Verse 8, oh, taste and see. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. 
You're good. Bless. Happy. Fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. You are trustworthy. We bow to your greatness. We bow to your goodness. You are holy. You are holy. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Revere and worship him. There is no want. I don't like to talk about materialism, but I have to be cautious on what I tell Mrs. Hogan in private because it comes in public. I'll tell her, boy, I found out about this certain truck. Wow, wow, I like it. All of a sudden, it comes driving down the driveway with my name on it, paid for. Well, Miss Hogan, I heard about this. It's in my hand. iPad. I don't remember the number. It's lots. It's got everything on it. It can almost walk by itself. <laughs> wow, I'd like to have one. Then they start falling in the mail. Whack, quack, quack, quack. I start giving them to all my people. Right or wrong, Deb? Wow, I like these shoes. Wow, I like these boots. You, you got to keep your wow factor down. Because <laughs> God's listening. Jesus loves you. All right. I was going to tell you a dead raising story, but there's no, I want to tell you about this angel instead. And then I'm going to quit. All right? Is that fair? Actually, you can choose, Brother Davis. What do you think would be more meaningful for your, for your, for your family? What's the dead race? Good. I mean, I was torn, but both are awesome. I promise you that. I'm one of those people. I make my mind up, and I live with it. Ta-da! <laughs> I went to a service like this in our work in Mexico. And it's one of our tents. They had it up. There was lots of hundreds of people there. I was pleased with the turnout. These mountain people are fickle. They, you, know, you never know how to get them to come to church. They're odd. Mountain folk are a different bunch. So I was pleased with them coming. Thank you, God. I was hugging and kissing all these people. And then I noticed this fellow walk up. He's one of our pastors. I've been around him for about, I don't know, 35 years. But when he walked up, his radiance was different. His countenance. And I looked at him from 
300 yards and I see him. He's not, I know him, but I don't know him. He ran into the Holy Ghost out there bumping around in those mountains. And it caught my attention immediately. That's what I do for a living is hunt. Spirits. And I've learned how, and I'm good at my job. And there's more to learn, of course there is, but this old dog hunts. Buddy. And as he got closer, I asked the missionary that uh, works in our group for in that area, I said, so, Jan Pastor over there, what happened to him? He looked at him. Um, I don't know, Brother David. And I'm not the guy that likes that answer. That works in y'all's world when you want to put people off. But not in my world. God is a definite God. God is a yes and amen God. God is not a man-pleasing God. And so I said, fine, I'll get it myself. So, and that's not the words you want to hear from me. I'm telling you, you want to be inclusive in this. Hello? Yeah. You better hear me. Yeah. It's important to you. It's valuable. Yes, you know, I met a lady like you. I did. She lives in our work in Mexico, and through her, the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost operate. When she starts speaking in tongues like you are, uh, people that's in the group will all of a sudden be able to communicate with her, and then they go around and they heal the sick. You ought to see it. It's an amazing thing. Go there. Go there. Go there. Shake thunderbah. So. I have the best world. It's so much fun. I'm almost always in the playhouse. So uh, uh, he comes up, you know, and I get over to him. We hug and kiss. We do the, the, the protocol that you have to do with these Indians. And so uh, I go, what happened to you? That smile beat around the bush question. He said, I was hoping you'd see. Oh, I saw. I want it. I don't know its name. Don't care. I don't want you to have it. I want us all to have it. The whole work needs it. Do you understand what I'm saying? These gifts and callings of God are for the body of Christ. Do you hear me? And that's how I believe, and that's how God believes. So they're for the kingdom. And so I said, I need it. He said, yes, sir, you do. So I called my son Joseph over. Uh, Jody, come here. I need a couple of days with this fellow right here. Jody looks at him. Any particular reason? I said, that's not your concern. Your concern is to put it on paper. 
Yes, sir. So he works it out with the guy. And he puts it on my thing. And so the whole team now, we're going to bring in a, the horde goes with me. I usually travel with usually between 150 to 300 elders are with me all the time. We run in bulk. <laughs> For you just to have Miss Hogan and I, is a, it's rare. <laughs> we run in bulk, buddy. And we eat Hale's lunch. <laughs> That's what we do. And I get there, you know, and it's bright. Everybody's happy. Brother David's here. There's going to be some awesomeness. And so uh, I get there, and there's tents, you know, one of our tents made it, and it's a big deal and all that. And so I go roaring up there. You have to hike there. It's hours to get there. We made it. Uh, it's good. And, uh, the, it's a large village, and I go up in there. And all the people in the whole county is there. Uh, all the main uh, uh, political uh, people are there. And, and immediately I recognize that whatever this power is has given favor that's not in other areas in our work. And we need that. Everywhere. Every person in this room needs the favor of God resting upon them. Not for personal benefit, for the benefit of the kingdom. Because if you are a kingdom son, you are covered. There's no, there's no even, not even a reason to talk about it. I've been there... 42 years and I've never preached a prosperity message to our people. You don't have to. You preach the kingdom and it happens automatically. And so uh, uh, I was impressed. I went and met all of them and they're all pleased. And, and now these are unsaved uh, people in power in, our, in the area where I'm at. And immediately they stood up and we paid homage to each other in humility and so forth. So, and we did it. We went through the protocol. It's very necessary. And the leader, the mayor fellow of the whole county, he goes to me, uh, you're hermano David, you're brother David. Pues si, yes. He goes, I need something from you. This whole, they call it municipalidad. Uh, county. Uh, he said, all the villages, I ask you to go to every house in our municipal, our county, and heal the sick. I said, done. What else? We need you to preach in every village that is in our power. Done. What else? That's enough. These are non-saved people. So I go to, the, to our brothers then, and I you know, walk through them, and you salute everybody, everybody, everybody. You, you touch everybody, everybody. Da, 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 da. You saw me last night. I touch everybody. It's for all how I was raised with the Indians. You hug, you kiss, you make comfort, you bring rest, you bring peace, you, you, you embrace, you become part of the family. You, these things are necessary. It's lost in our world. It's lost in our churches. Yes. Yes. 
You are not a machine. You are a body. And it needs help. It needs you. And so, uh, you know, I did my thing. And then they invite me into this room. And it was a big room. There were several hundred people in there. And so I go in there, you know, and they got this place, of course. And they sit me in the head thing. And I'm sitting there. And they bring me. These ladies just made the coffee. Uh, put it, they ground it. And they just ground the bread and made the bread themselves. And so I'm sitting there and there, everybody's happy. And all these different people made these tortillas and all this different food. And so I'm sampling everything and everybody's giggling and happy that I'm tasting their foods. And that's just what you do. I should be bigger than I am. But I fast all the time. So. <laughs> and... But then I noticed, I, I, well, I want to tell you this in this order, because you've lost this art. You're just too busy. You're so busy worshiping God. You've lost humanity in the process. You need them. They're the next wave of revival. And so I'm looking around the room. I'll take a bite of something, and I'll look for the giggle. Because the women are not allowed to lock with me uh, I'm from a different tribe and a different nation so it's, it's their culture and it's alright but I still look around anyway and I noticed this grandma now I'll tell you I'm married to one so I'm going to have fun with this you can assure, be assured about that this lady I don't know 7 to 10 million years old I guess <laughs> She's, I mean I like this because I'm one of them now. So I can really do this. And I noticed her gaze didn't falter. And, and you got to look. It's the smallest windows God gives you sometimes. We like these blatant fire angels uh, and, and these falling stones and these mists of different materials. And yeah, they're awesome, all right. But these, these moments that are God things that we miss because of the rush. Yeah. And I'm just observing, I'm being really more tedious than you see me now. I'm hurrying for you. That's not who I am. I like to make sure that we don't miss a leaf because he's there. He's not readily seen something. You have to find him. Seek me while I may be found. So I look. I'm a seeker. And so uh, I see this. I see this uh, uh, lady looking at me. So I, I held her gaze. Boom. And as soon as I locked, like I'm looking at her in the back over there, Everybody in the room looks to see who I'm looking at. And it's this, I don't know, she might have been 12 million years old. I don't know, she's old. And she's withered and wrinkled and had an uh, uh, amazing life. You can just see it on her. And I asked the pastor, I won't take my eyes off of her. So I reached and touched the pastor. Who is that? He said, call her. I said, okay. She wala paranika. She wasi kalmanale. Gotcha. That 
deers is Aztec. Venga para acá, vamos a platicar. Eso. Come over here, we're going to talk. And she never dropped her gaze. She just, and they are not that away. And she's this little frail granny, I mean, and just walked over right beside me, reached and touched my arm. And I'm just looking at her hand on my arm. That is rare. Y'all in the prayer line last night, lots of you grabbed me, touched me. I get it. Different people, different culture. I'm good. It's all right. It is. I do know my surroundings. And for her to touch me, though, is super out of character for them. And it caused me to look at her right in the eyes again. And we're close now. I said, talk. She said, cannot see. Yes, I will. And she went. And when she started talking, I hated that I asked her. <laughs> Boy, she talked, this lady. And I look at the pastor every now and then. He just smile. <laughs> she was 35 years ago, one of my enemies, one of my persecutors. She was the first one of her family that got saved. Now, there's not a person in her family, and she is the, what is it, matriarch, you call them? Matriarch of the family now, and it's over 200 people, and everybody's saved. Yeah. Process of time. All right. That's awesome. That, that in itself is pretty powerful. But then she turns to this older lady, and it's time to leave. She's had way over her share of time. And she, she got sick. And she says to her family, don't call Brother David. And, because see, I don't believe like you do. I don't believe it's God to die sick. Look how quiet you are. You don't even know whether it's right or wrong. You just want to be prosperous. And you don't have to worry about prosperity. It's coming to you if you'll follow Jesus. But here's the thing. She said, don't tell Brother David. But Mom, he's going to get testy with us. Brother David's aggressive. He will fuss at us let you die. And then she got the second disease. Don't call Brother David. And she died. Boy, I turned around. I don't know who her daughters and granddaughters and great-grands and great-great-greats are, but I was going to fuss at them anyway. You call me. But watch. The pastor to my left heard about it, went there. The whole family's there. Most of the village, because she's such an amazing lady. She, she's a matriarch. She is the awesomeness of how God intended for it to be. 
and she's dead. So it's a stir amongst humanity in their world. So pastor goes there with all these elders. They show up. And the family said, look here, she said don't call Brother David, and she definitely don't want to come back. They go, listen, we work for Brother David, and we're going to try to raise her from the dead. <laughs> so there's this conflict, you see. You can say, that's unhealthy. No, that's very healthy. To people believe what's coming out of your mouth. This is a healthy environment. It's conducive to the power of God in miracles. All right, she was dead 14 hours. She got raised. All right, and, and the, the things that killed her are gone. All right, yeah. All right, well, that's good. Yeah. But like I told you earlier, I'm happy about that, but that's normal. It's what's supposed to happen in the Christian environment. The power of God, souls, healing, deliverance, dead raises, blind, deaf, lame, healings, these things, creation is supposed to happen in our midst. What I want to know is, who'd you see while you was dead? And that was the right question to ask this little granny. Boy, oh boy, did she light up. She, she just said to me, do you know him? I said, probably. <laughs> Tell me about it. She said, well, I was hurting really bad in these sicknesses and I died. Okay, I got that. One second later, I need the story from that point on. She said, I was walking down this trail in a mountain. That's their mountain people. So, and it was lighted. It was a lighted path. I said, all right, I'm good with that. He's the light of the world. I'm all right with that. Keep going. She said, I was going over these valles y collados, hills and valleys, montes y valles. And I, she said, I saw a light brighter than the ones on the trail. I said, uh, where was the light? It was in the valley over the next hill. I said, okay. Did you top the hill? She said, I got up on it a ways, and there was a city, Brother David. I said, what? You saw the city. She said, I did see the city. Tell me about the city. She said, it's got these towers and it's all gold. And she, and she can't read and write this lady. And she's telling me all of this stuff. And I said, okay, what'd you do next? She said, I headed toward the city. Smart. <laughs> what happened next? She said, this light came that's brighter than the sun at full strength. I said, heard that phrase before. Anything else happened? Yeah, there was a man. He split the light and walked out. Wow. I said, okay. I do know this guy. I said, what did he look like? So you see the detail? I want you to know that he's on the planet and he's doing these things himself. This is such a God thing for me to find it, but I, you have to notice it. You have to pay attention and, and, and gravitate to it. 
You understand the trail I went on to find this? That's the thing we're walking. He wants us to discover it. It's him. And he wants to reveal himself to us. <laughs> so, uh, I said, what did he look like? She said he had long hair that was white and glowing. I said, all right, I'm in with that. What about his eyes? Oh, you know his eyes? I said, probably. She said it was like looking into the fire. I said, yeah, I've heard of that before. Anything else distinguishing about this man? She said, yeah, he's much bigger than you, Brother David. I said, oh, I can live with that since he's the boss. I said, what else? She said he had a... Uh, dress on. They don't know robes. It had a dress on and it was cinched up with a gold belt. I said, okay, we got the right guy. <laughs> I know this fella. Now what I need to know is, what was his feet like? She said, I don't know. It was covered from the thighs down in light. I said, fair enough. Because he rides, Psalms 104, he rides, the, his chariots are the clouds in the light of God. So I'm good with that, I got it. And he, did he say anything to you? She said, oh yes. I said, when he talked to you, what was it like? She said, you evidently know this man. I said, I know this man. I know him. Yes, I do. She said, it's like the Tlatemi Weyat, the river at flood stage roaring down the mountain. I said, yep, he's the real one. Because other ones in the Bible said it was like thundering claps and so forth. In her world, the loudest thing they ever hear is when they have those hurricanes and that roaring of them trees and rocks and water down that mountain. That's the loudest thing they ever hear. It's amazing, scary. And that's how he spoke to her. I said, okay, all right. Before you tell me what he said, did he do anything? She said, yeah, you know this guy. I said, yeah, I do. I know his interest in us is what I know more than anything. She said he held out his hand, he got it out of his dress, put it in there, out there like that, and it was a light in a glass box. I said, really? Did it have batteries? She said, no. It was emanating light all directions, and it was sustained in itself inside the box. I said, what happened? He said, he gave it to me, Brother David. I said, you got it? She said, Yes. I, I want one. I want one. And but you have to know the humility of these people. Uh, they're 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 scary. Uh, these mountain folk. I love them. You have, I'm telling you, they're just awesome. They just don't mix well in 
modern environments too well. And she's got it in her hand, and she's like all of us would be awestruck by it. But then it dawns on her that she don't have any money. And she puts it back to him, and he's still standing there. And she says, I cannot accept this. I don't have any money. Now, this is when he spoke with the he said my gifts are free all who believe can receive go back and tell them I'm coming soon whack she's raised from the dead and it was 14 hour story just that little bit was 14 of our hours. And she says to me, it was Jesus, wasn't it? Said, yes, ma'am, it was. And here's what she did. She's just patting me on the arm. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for coming to us with the gospel. You let me see Jesus. Oh.